Hello, welcome to the Eagle Tales podcast, a podcast from the Central High School Foundation, keeping you connected to the nest through storytelling and original interviews. I'm your host, Josh Busey. Before we get started, though, a little bit about the foundation. We were established in 1996 to support present and future Central students. And today we are even more committed to preserving the values of a Central High School education. The foundation supports the school through many activities, like building relationships with alumni, fundraising, student scholarships, teacher classroom grants, and so much more. And we wanna work with you. We are so proud of the accomplishments that our students, staff, and 35,000 alumni achieve every day. Your patronage not only supports Central, but it also strengthens Eagle Nation. Be sure to visit our website to learn more at chsfomaha.org. It gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest for episode five of Eagle Tales. Roger Sayers, who was a 1960 alumnus of Central, will be joining me momentarily to talk about some of his favorite Central memories. After an illustrious track career at Central and UNO, Roger worked for Union Pacific and then the city of Omaha. Roger has received numerous awards and recognitions, including being inducted into the Central High School Hall of Fame in 2007. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. I'm glad to have a chance to talk with uh, some fellow alum. Absolutely. I wanted to first extend our condolences to you and your family for the loss of your brother, Gail. And for those of you listening, Gail passed away in September of 2020. And the thoughts and prayers of Eagle Nation are with you. I appreciate that. And uh, I'd like to say a, a shout out to uh, um, the fellow Central High alums that have supported Gail and uh, the family through this period. It, it was really appreciated. And uh, we can't express uh, enough how we uh, really feel about the, the support we receive from uh, fellow Central students. Roger, I'd like to start out every episode of our Eagle Tales by giving you a chance to introduce yourself to our listeners. So maybe tell us a little about yourself and uh, where in Omaha you grew up. Well, I'm a true native of the North Omaha community. I don't think there's a spot in the North Omaha area that uh, I didn't live in growing up. Uh, unfortunately, we, we moved quite a bit. So I spent a lot of time in uh, various North Omaha communities. Uh, primarily, though, we were uh, around the Howard Kennedy area, and uh, I spent half of my elementary school years at uh, Howard Kennedy and the other half in the uh, Lothar School area. So um, I had friends on um, throughout the uh, North Omaha area because of uh, the fact that we moved so much and we were in and out of those various schools there. Why did you decide to attend Central? Central was a, a choice that was made because of the academics. During um, my uh, eighth grade uh, year, the teachers there uh, kind of approached several students, and myself included, and said that we should consider Central. You know, at the time, uh, a lot of the black students were going to tech. And uh, they suggested that we might want to take a look at Central. They thought that um, we could uh, compete academically. It would be beneficial. And so uh, Central became a forefront. 
and it ended up there. It was not because of the uh, athletics or football or track. It was just because of the fact that we wanted to uh, go to a school that we could prove ourselves academically. And that's why I chose Central. And I mentioned before you were a 1960 graduate of Central. What do you remember about your time when you were a student at Central? Any favorite teachers or activities? Uh, my favorite teacher was the English teacher, Virgin McBride. She was really a, a standout for us. I uh, had um, Mrs. Pratt that was uh, in uh, the uh, math, algebra area. Uh, we had Coach Smogas. Then obviously because of his uh, relationship with uh, us on the athletic field, Harry Stair, who was my counselor, and uh, I think played a, a big role with making sure that I got through the central maze as it was. Coach Andrews, who was uh, one of the freshman football coaches, he also uh, taught physical education, uh, uh, Sorensen taught uh, social studies. So I, I just had a, a, a number of uh, teachers that stood out. And again, I, I go back to uh, Miss McBride because of the fact that she taught English and she just was a favorite and, and uh, was made uh, that whole subject, which was the basis of me going on to college and being able to prove myself academically is that uh, because of the the background, the foundation that uh, I was developed or she developed in me uh, and the love of English that she developed in me. And so that, that's always been a standout. And I take my hat off to, to her, although she's no longer here. Well, you mentioned that one of the reasons why you wanted to attend Central was for the academic, uh, you know, the prowess of the school. How do you think that Central prepared you for, for college, for later on in life, is, were there any uh, tools or things that you learned during your time at Central? Central was a diverse school. You had minorities, you had the Jewish community, you had uh, uh, obviously the white, white Americans, some other minorities, but it was a diverse school. So you, you develop relationships, you were able to interact with a number of people. And um, that gave you confidence in terms of being able to uh, assimilate yourself as you went on to, as I went on to the uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha at the time, it was Omaha University. And uh, because of my uh, background that I came into Omaha University, the first year for me was really very easy. I felt comfortable. My grades were great. I love school anyway. And so uh, from that standpoint, it just made that whole first year uh, for me uh, a success, and uh, it undoubtedly, without a doubt, set the tone going forward. When you were at Central, your younger brother, Gail, was also there at the same time, and you two probably played on a lot of the same athletic teams. Talk a little bit about that. What was that like to play alongside your brother? Well, Gail and I... Uh, we were very close. We were only uh, 13 months apart, so and I was the, the oldest. But because we moved a lot around the Omaha area, we were in different neighborhoods, different communities, different sections of the city. We relied on each other. So we, we were really support to each other. A lot of people always ask, is, you know, were you very competitive with each other? And, 
And uh, did you have uh, any any fights or squabbles with regards to that? <laughs> and and that just didn't exist. We we were very supportive of each other. We wanted the uh, if he succeeded, I felt good. If he if I succeeded, he felt good. We were team, uh, and we didn't really have the competitive uh, drive between us. Although when we were on the field or when we were comp- competing with others, we uh, we wanted to make sure that they knew that uh, what our skills were, what our abilities were, and how dominant we wanted to be. But between the two of us, it was just a matter of being supportive, and that was the way it was. So after graduating from Central, you mentioned you went to Omaha U at the time, now UNO. How did you decide to go there? You know, what was some of your favorite memories at UNO? Well, my my ambition at the time was to go to uh, Kansas University because that's where, in the Midwest, they had the the, the number one track team. Out, I think it was about the number one track team in the nation at the time. They were very uh, strong in that area in the in the track, and I wanted to go there. They were interested in me. Unfortunately, uh, my senior year, I had an injury. I pulled a muscle, and so they kind of backed away and. But I was going to go to college no matter what. So I ended up at UNO because Al Caniglia and um, a couple of the other coaches approached and wanted to know if I'd be interested in playing football at UNO. And so uh, UNO became a pick. As a matter of fact, my scholarship at UNO was a combination of, uh, of uh, football. Half of it was football. The other half was baseball. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I don't think I realized that. Okay. And, uh, I never played baseball because track got in the way. It, it happened to be, uh, it conflicted with, uh, with the, the track season, and I started to have a lot of success there. And so that path in the, in the baseball area kind of took a back seat. And so I never got a chance to, to play baseball at the time. I think Virg Yelkin was the uh, baseball coach. But uh, that never was, came to fruition, and so I ended up tracking football for the most time at UNO. Tell us a little bit about maybe some of the distances you ran in track. What were some of your favorite events in track? Well, back then, um, you ran whatever was necessary. <laughs> and I, I didn't run any distances. I mean, anything over 800 meters, you can forget it. I didn't even try to – anything over 400 meters, you can forget. But uh, I did um, – Indoor season, we had an indoor season, so we we had the low hurdles and um, the quarter mile, sixty yard dash, and then when you moved to outdoor season, it became um, 220, uh, 220 yards of relays, hundred yard dash, and uh, at that time they were converting from um, yards to meters. Right. So in some right. meets we'd run a hundred yards, and some other meets we'd run a hundred meters, and <laughs> so you had to deal with uh, that transition. But most of the time it was 100, 200, and uh, the quarter mile, as well as relay uh, teams. I recently read an article that it would have been when your brother was with the Bears, you actually had a tryout with the Bears to join the practice team. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? No, it was an experience. I got a chance to. Uh, Go through the uh, pre-training and as well as the uh, preseason with the uh, Chicago Bears. At that time, I think they played four preseason games. And so I, w- I was at 
all four of them. Only I got to go into one game for one play <laughs> during the preseason. And then after that, I didn't have uh, the size that they were looking for. Although, and at that point in time, I don't even think I had the heart because I had a family at that time. And I just kind of realized that this probably isn't the right time for me or wasn't the right time. And so the karma wasn't there. And um, at the end of that preseason period, uh, I came back home and started to go to work where I ended up at, uh, at that time. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was Internorth at the point in that time. It was Northern Natural Gas now oh, sure. called mm -hmm. Internorth. But, uh, mm -hmm. So I came back and started to work there. We're going to get to that. I did want to touch a little bit. I have in my notes that you were on the U.S. track team and you went, I assume, abroad to compete against some other countries, such as even the Soviet Union. What was that like? Was that when you were in college or when did that happen? Yeah, so I was uh, the uh, 1962, the U.S. track team there. That was a fantastic experience. Uh, we had, which is defined, and not because I was on it, but is defined as the greatest uh, U.S. men and women's track team that's, uh, that was put on the field at, at that point in time. We had two international meets, one against uh, Poland, the other one against the United States Soviet Republic, USSR, as they were called. And that meet was held, uh, that was on the TV, national TV. It was wow. held at Stanford Stadium. There were 76,000 there the first day, 85,000 there the the second day we had the meet, it was the only time in uh, uh, the USS track period that both the men and women were um, dominant over the uh, Soviet team. That team consisted of just a number of uh, future NFL football stars. A couple of them went on to the Hall of Fame. Matter of fact, Paul Warfield was my roommate. <laughs> he went on to be with uh, the Cleveland uh, Browns, and uh, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. Wow. Uh, Bob Hayes, as everybody knows, was, uh, uh, was also on that team. We had uh, Wilma Rudolph, probably the, at that point in time, without a doubt, the greatest female sprinter in the country. Uh, Wilma Rudolph, you had Ralph Boston, who at, uh, was the world record holder in the long jump. Homer Jones, who went on to be uh, in the NFL with, uh, I think he played with Houston, I'm not sure. but uh, And there were a couple of others that had uh, uh, NFL careers that was uh, outstanding for that period. It was a great team, a good experience. I enjoyed every minute of it. Did you ever try out to be on the Olympic team? Was that really an option for you at the time? Oh, yeah, it was an option. As a matter of fact, uh, 63, I believe it was, they were starting the trials. And uh, we had um, one of the uh, qualifying meets was the uh, NAIA Nationals up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And um, I had uh, already qualified for the finals for the 100 meters at that time, and I uh, was getting running the 200 meters, which was the day after the, the 100 meters, and and, and uh, pulled a tore a tore muscle. So that end of that that period, unfortunately, um, looking back, uh, if 
probably should have just ran the 100. Would have, could have, should have. Would have, could have, should have type of thing. You're right. But uh, at that time, I had, um, I was either had the fastest or second fastest qualifying time going into the 100 meters for the U.S. team, but uh, it was not to be. So I did want to kind of ask you a little bit. I'm curious, when you were running track, Nike really wasn't around. And I mean, the equipment that athletes have these days is completely different than what you had in terms of technology for shoes and everything else. What are some dis- differences that you've noticed or what can you say about some things you've observed about people who run now versus when you were running? The biggest difference right now is, uh, I, is the weight training. The equipment does make a difference. They've got uh, uniforms that uh, help with uh, uh, propulsion, but uh, the biggest difference was weight training. I think if uh, that, that came about maybe two or three years after I left school, when the football teams and other sports started to do a lot of weight training, because it's amazing that even by gaining some muscle and strengthening your body, you can even increase your speed considerably with weight training. The uniforms and the equipment made a difference. At the time we were running, there was really only one or two uh, shoes that you had <laughs> at that point, it was, I think, spot built and Puma, I believe were the, were the, the leaders at that point. And, and there were heavier track shoes. The ones now, you know, feel like uh, paper. Very thin, uh, very, yeah, very thin, lightweight, very thin, very lightweight. The uniforms are what they call this. Um, can't think of the name of it right now, but, uh, they help, uh, with, uh, uh, the muscle control and 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 um, and helping with lessen the injuries with regards to uh, the propulsion that you use with your thighs and your legs and your arms. So it it makes a big big difference in terms of where it was then and where it is now. And when you were running, what was the fastest time? I mean, it's it's rare for somebody not to be under you know ten seconds. You know, it's just the the records that are being broken are unbelievable. That's true. I and and people ask me that all the time. <laughs> I, quite frankly, I don't even remember some of the times that I had. Most of the times that if, if you wasn't if you wasn't running close to uh, under a nine point five in anything, you weren't you weren't being competitive uh, at all. Uh, you had to be in that in that range somewhere. And like I said, it was. We were transitioning from uh, yards to meters that uh, it was kind of hard to keep around what times that you were running at, sure. at, at certain races. Because one race, I'm mean, literally, one race <laughs> we'd go, we would run 100 meters. And like I said, the other race would be 100 yards. And it made a big, big difference in, in terms of, of uh, your performance and trying to remembering how you compared with other athletes. Yeah, no, that's that's fascinating. Switching gears a little bit, um, you wrapped up your track career and you entered the workforce. Um, you've worked for Union Pacific and the city of Omaha. Well, what did you enjoy about those jobs and uh, how did you feel that Central helped prepare you for those jobs? Like I kind of said, like I was trying to say earlier, <laughs> really, it was that uh, I had confidence in my background. I felt like I could compete 
uh, on any level with regards to that. Communications was a big part, particularly writing, being able to to write and being able to convey your ideas through uh, written word, particularly with uh, developing uh, benefit plans or contracts or anything else. And I knew I had the background going in. We, we know how to we knew how to deal with uh, uh, sentences, putting the periods where they were supposed to be, not ending sentences with prepositions, and and uh, knowing what an adverb or an adjective or whatever, and how to use that. The biggest difference in terms of after leaving Central is, is just making sure that you can communicate yourself within. Uh, you didn't need a 30 or 40 word sentence in order to communicate. You had to do it in, you had to be able to uh, communicate it with short sentences and being able to relate, understand what was going on. That was the background I got for that. I mean, and again, the, just being able to feel comfortable around other people. And that was, that, that was a big, big help. Since retiring, you stayed engaged and active in the Omaha community. What are some issues and organizations that you're passionate about? Since I've retired, I've been just doing most of my work and spending most of my time. I'm a trustee at my church, the Salem Baptist Church. I've been there for since 1982, so I've been actively involved in one fashion or another with that. I still try to stay uh, actively with uh, some of the community things, particularly voter registration. I think that is really important. I have uh, been involved with, you know, I I was a member of the Central High School Foundation Board and still uh, support anything central, you know, as it would say, eagle soar. (laughs) And uh, so uh, I'm still very supportive of uh, central in any way I can be. Other than that, I, uh, I, I'm trying to stay on the golf course and <laughs> try to stay out of the shopping centers with my wife when she's available. Do you still do any running or have you kind of had to cut back on that? No, I really haven't had to cut back on it. I just don't like to. <laughs> I, 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 running is, Me either. Me either. <laughs> for me, running is boring. I just, I just can't get out and run because it's just boring. I, we, my wife and I, we, we walk every day during when we can. I love uh, the, to be out and walk and just to, uh, see what's going on in the community and doing that. And, that's, and we stay active. I stay as active as I can. Running is just not in the cards. We've talked a little bit about your brother, Gail, a few times today. And the Central High School Foundation has been overwhelmed by the number of people who have shared stories about Gail and those who have even contributed to the foundation in his memory. And we actually have some exciting news to share today about an upcoming project to honor Gail. And Roger, I wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Yes, uh, without uh, stepping on Michelle Roberts's uh, uh, rollout of the project, uh, the board has decided to uh, uh, start a fundraising drive to raise money for a statue of Gail to be uh, installed or put in place somewhere around the stadium. The drive hasn't kicked off officially, but uh, the interest has been there. The board has contracted with a local artist, Littleton Alston, 
Uh, and they, you may know him because, number one, he's got three kids that's graduated from Central. That's so right. He's embedded in Central, but he uh, also did the Bob Gibson uh, statue at Warner Park. He uh, is an instructor at uh, Creighton University and has been involved with Jocelyn. Littleton is um, an uh, African-American artist that uh, is going to be uh, bring a lot to this project, and I think he's going to do an outstanding job. Forget about the word I think. I know he's going to do an outstanding job. And so we're really excited about the possibility of a statue going up uh, to honor Gail at uh, Secret Stadium. Hopefully that project will uh, get up and running, and if when we finish with this uh, fundraising effort, we will have the uh, necessary funds to make sure that that statue is up and in place by uh, September of uh, next year, or uh, September, October of next year during the football season. And it would have been Gail's 60th class reunion year. Um, that's a pretty neat way to honor him. Right. And, and I didn't even know that because I'm so busy trying to count the years on my reunion. But at any rate, yeah, that would be, uh, that, that's, uh, that's great. And Seaman Stadium is where the Eagles have been, I believe, since maybe 2004, 2005. Because when you were there, Central didn't have a stadium right next to the school. No, that's for sure. And I think I said Seacrest. That's it. I meant Seaman. I don't know. Seaman Stadium. Seaman Stadium. But uh, um, no, we didn't have a stadium. We had a bunch of uh, open field with a lot of stickers and, and uh, thorns around. That was it. So I always like to end our show. It's an open, broad question, but do you have a favorite central memory that stands out to you? Wow, that's, that's, that's tough. I, not really, but what I do have, the one thing about central is all of the fellow students and friends that I, that I developed at central while I was there. Uh, obviously, I was really proud of the fact that I was elected the uh, vice president of my class at the time, which was a great honor and a, a great memory. But my memories all focus around my fellow students, the students and friends and the, and the classmates that I developed. And even to this day, we still communicate with the, each other uh, as much as we can. You know, obviously, life takes its toll on things and and uh, some of our classmates are no longer with us and but on the same token for those who are we are we're still in contact we still have a friendship because you don't see that in a lot of other schools uh and particularly i noticed in when my younger my kids are coming up and they just didn't have the the relationships they didn't build the relationships like we had at central and uh that, that's my favorite part about being a Central alum is the, the students and the classmates that we still stay in touch and have a relationship. Like I say, Central soars. Well, is there any, uh, anything else you'd like to add or share? I want to make sure that uh, as for the, uh, those out there in the listening audience, when we do start this fundraising off and it becomes official for this Daniel that everybody just take a time to look at it and uh, make a small donation to whatever they would like. Whether it's $1 or $1,000, we'll, we'll appreciate everything. Thank you. 
Well, Roger, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. Once again, I want to extend a big thank you to today's guest, 1960 alumnus Roger Sayers. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed episode five of Eagle Tales. We would love to hear what you think about this episode by emailing us at connect at chsfomaha.org, or you can tweet us at chsfomaha on Twitter. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to search for us at the Central High School Foundation. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and be notified of when new episodes are released. A complete library of previous episodes can also be found on our website. Once again, that is chsfomaha.org. And remember, near or far, you are part of the Central High School family. Go Eagles!